Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in. You are listening to the first ever inaugural, in fact, mm. Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast World Cup Warm Up Series, which is also, I guess, going to be a warm up for the podcast season to come, Mikey, as well. Sounds like, doesn't it? And that's a bit of a mouthful there, like, isn't it? Yeah, we need something snappier for, for mm. the next World Cup. Yeah. We've got four years to come up with that. So maybe maybe something snappier by by the game tomorrow. So if any of the listeners, although and obviously this is a sort of a a pod in preparation for the uh, games tomorrow, like you know, come at us with a with a bit of a less of a mouthful, like yeah, not only that, um, yeah, as you as you allude to, our listeners haven't got a lot of time actually to wrap their ears around this one before the game we're talking about happens. Mm. So for those of you who do manage it on Friday night, stroke Saturday morning, uh, very well done to you. Yes, absolutely. You're our favourite listeners. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but I I quite like the last minute nature of these. Uh, Oh, yeah. The excitement is finally built. I I didn't give a shit about this a couple of days ago. No, no, and it's it's nice to see a building. I think, I think, looking around some of the um, social media and all that, there's been some complaints by supporters and ex-players alike about the lack of um, uh, fizz around the game. Like, if you didn't know it was on, you wouldn't know it was on. And like, there's been minor bits of mobs put about social media, media about the Wales game even before in the lead up to it like even the announcements and you know selections it's been suitably underwhelming did you see I don't mind saying <laughs> did you see today um, Warren Gatland was made to interact with the Go Compare singer as part of the new sponsorship oh, deal oh no and you can, te- you can tell his heart is it uh, Josh Gardner from Blood and Mud tweeted about it and if anyone follows him or indeed doesn't uh, go and check it out because there's this moment where you can see his heart dying <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's incredible uh, speaking of online presences we are now on X we're no longer on Twitter are we is it is it X now is it it's, it's still it's, it's still Twitter X. It's still Twitter on my uh, icon oh, on the old smartphone. Aye, has it changed to X on yours? Oh, I yeah. I, I bloody hell! If I go into the search bar now, I get search X. For, you? Yeah. So yeah. X dot com or something is it? I I I guess. Um, well, you you want to be careful with that because you don't want to do. be putting in triple X dot com by you know just just no. have a bit of a jitter on the old thumb, eh? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that, <laughs> that could lead to an all sorts of bloody rabbit holes. No pun intended. But yeah, it's uh, <laughs> unfortunately this is Elon Musk's uh, universe, and we are just occupying uh, for the for the, the same for the time medi- and space as the guy. And for the mediocre time and space that we're in it. Yeah, uh, but if people were to want to find you on the social networking platform formerly known as Twitter, how would they find you, Bert? Um, I will not be formally known as uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mikey S. Harris, all lowercase. Don't know if it matters. Excellent. Uh, actually, on, on x.com, I, I, I genuinely don't know if it matters anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, a, there's a whole new c- series of upper and lowercase letters to wrap your head around. We're in a world of the unknowns and how unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Elon, or E, or M, or whatever he wants to call his bloody well self. Exactly. Uh, you can find me at RJJ Blue and Black, and the pod is at FL Rugby Pod. At some point, I'm going to get around to setting us up on Threads. Um, it seems like that's where all the cool kids are now. What so. is Threads then? <sighs> Basically, uh, the other social media Android, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook fame, saw the opportunity that Elon Musk crashing Twitter has presented and just immediately set up his own version of Twitter, which if you have Instagram or Facebook, I think 
you immediately get access to it. Now, I only use Instagram for following the world of climbing. So the rugby and the climbing paths don't yet overlap. But uh, one, like, day, you know, one day I'll get on board. Rock and rugby, rock and rugby, rock and rugby. It's got a, it's got a twick to, tick to it. I'm sure. How do, you, how do you score tries in this? Rock and roll rugby? Rock and rugby, rock and rugby crossover. How do you accumulate points? Uh, do you, do, uh, do, like, sort of, if you start at the top and, and there's a try line at the top of the mountain and the, or the hill or the face and the try line at the bottom, and clearly the one at the top <laughs> is going to get the biggest sort of gravitational pull towards the bottom. No, it's gravity. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I... I... I, I feel like I've played on pitches at the top of the Ronville that are a bit like that. Yeah, Dina. <laughs> oh, God. That one, oh, yeah. That's on the top of Trebanog, which is maybe like 50 <gasps> metres long. And you're asking for trouble with touch finders. Are you going to run out of um, Black run balls pitch. in the first yeah, 20 minutes? Incredible. No doubt. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> 100%. Um, mm, there is a third member of the pod. Uh he no longer has Twitter, does Ed. However, bit of news, isn't there? He's on he's on paternity leave. Reluctantly. Uh, Ed and Jen. Um, <laughs> they are now the proud parents of Forrest. So we've decided we'd give Ed the night off. Yes, yeah. We yes, tried our best to prize him away from uh, fatherhood, but he wasn't having any of it. Um, but yeah, Ed, Jen, if you're listening, congratulations. Yeah, flat out. And I, I very much look forward to uh, taking a nice soft pass off uh, of Forrest as soon as he's ready to play touch rugby. 100%. Right, Dan. So, Mikey, th- this really is our... Well, it's not just the Rugby World Cup warm-up, is it? It's the it's this next season of the pod warm-up as well. Well, well yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, like we alluded, alluded to earlier, it's uh, mm. the inaugural season. We had a bit of a, a dabble with it over the last few months. And... Um, you know, I think it's been a been all right. It's been enjoyable. It's been a good bit of fun, and uh, let the fun let and may the fun continue for uh, here into the uh, wild blue yonder. Have you um have you have you found that the that the time off over the summer has reinvigorated you? It's never far away from um thought process. Like sort of always, sort of, you know, my uh, bludgeoning sort of uh, dropping into the old uh, WhatsApp group. <laughs> I, I get fed up myself on a daily basis. Like God knows what you boys think. Uh, but I I think what I found is. I'm I'm very rugby when the rugby's on. Yeah, and as soon as the Heineken Cup final has happened, I'm sort of like, okay, I'm, I'm going to have five now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of a natural end to the rugby season, like, isn't it? Sort yeah. of for the for the club stuff and you know, bar the summer tours, autumn internationals, and etc. Ah, oh, see, this is the thing, man. I, I've almost forgotten that summer tours are a thing this year because, like, the yeah. season went on so late. The World Cups are on the corner, so. Christ, yeah, I, you know, I always forget that there's usually a two test or a three test tour yeah, to South yeah. Africa or New Zealand to worry about, and it, it does kind of sort of like, like you think where, where where does it get where does it fit in kind of thing to the you know, there isn't enough time in the calendar. I mean, and that's a twelve month calendar for mm. a professional entity, uh, a union, a club to 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 get all the games in. Now they need to. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, you've seen the toing and froing on X uh, over the last few weeks, where you know the Ospreys have decided they're going to take a home game on the road, and then so. They, but at the same time, as we've got this thing of well, how many games can a pro play? 
your season ticket becomes less and less valuable and there's, there's got to be a happy medium somewhere but squad sizes are getting smaller oh my so yeah difficult. ridiculous i mean was it was in it the other day where um cardiff uh only had like 12 players training i i've heard various small yeah. numbers uh, presented throughout the summer um, we, I think we did have sort of aspirations to do a preview pod on each uh, region before the season, but I, I feel like that's going to have to wait and basically until yeah. we're all settled. Cause well, of to... course. <laughs> until after the World Cup even, because even Quite up possibly. until the World, World Cup, yeah. the, the teams, the Ospreys and the, and the Dragons, the Blues, the Scarlets, they're all... Sorry, card. <laughs> First you, one of the season? You, yeah, <laughs> we haven't even really started properly. Yeah, eight minutes <laughs> in. <laughs> and... Um, like, you know, they're all dusting off each other in preseason warm-ups. I mean, yeah. like, what do you learn? I just, it might, that might be a bit of a, bit of a passive-aggressive, dismissive mm. comment. Like, but, um, yeah, I mean, what do you find out about the other teams? It's just... Yeah. I, I kind of like preseason games be against somebody totally wacky. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I remember Ponty playing, like, Newbury one preseason. Yeah. It was class. Yeah. It was just, you know, it was just fun. Well, Ponty yeah. have regularly sort of over the last couple of years had um, games against Ealing Academy. Yeah, that's always a bit of fun. I went on, went down. Was it maybe if not last year, the year before, mm-hmm. with a friend of the pod, Liam, and uh, Hi, a few Liam. of the uh, the old uh, Jets boys there. Which ah. uh, maybe a little bit of um, an update there from the Jets later. We'll keep that for for news. Uh, don't let me forget. Just as, as a bit of an aside, I think he'll uh, he like the promotion on the pod kind of job. But um, yeah, it was when uh, yeah uh, down, down in the Ponty they watch and play. And um, to be fair, it was a cracking game uh, down the old Sardis Road. And uh, you know both sides give a pretty good account of themselves. Ponty did come away with quite the spoils when we went yep. down there. To be yep. fair, but um, you know yeah, it's more games like that we want. I mean, I, I'm not saying like you know you're going to empty the valleys to get all the way over to Wheeling, and I'm sure the Ospreys will find that out soon enough. <laughs> yeah, damn straight. All right, then. Shall we start, I guess, with team selection for the game tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, we're going down, aren't we? Courtesy we of uh, courtesy of a uh, friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm actually quite excited. Like like I said, I, I I've been sort of sim- at a low simmer, and I'm 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 well up for it tomorrow now. Yeah, I uh, same here. I've had a bloody busy all week, like, mm. and um, it's been off my mind until probably this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but but yeah, getting fizzed up for it proper, and um, uh, I think we've discussed this maybe uh, between ourselves. It's uh, it's my first Wales England game as well. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I, I do. You know, I must have missed the message. I, it was definitely my first Wales England game, mm. um, but I didn't realize it was yours as well. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. I attribute that to a the price of tickets, but also b nervous energy. I it's the one game I think I get too nervous to go and watch typically the, the nerves are going to be all over the shop tomorrow like I, to be I, honest. I feel like because the team selection is a little bit out there yeah I'm, I'm there's a little bit of me that's scared it's going to be like a 2007 rugby world cup warm-up match where we lost 63 yeah yeah there is a bit of that and i don't think i mean as avid fans of the sport and wales and on all the players who are going to don the jersey for the first time the second time the hundredth time mm. tomorrow and everything in between. Um, I think what needs to be remembered by everyone is like, this isn't feast or famine. Oh God, no. Yeah. This is um, very much, let's fill our boots with as much as we can take from it because yeah, there's some new combos. There's some, you know, 
George North on his looking towards his fourth World Cup, yeah. Lee Halfpenny on his hundredth um, cap. Then you've yeah. got oh my favourite props at the moment, <laughs> Domitrowski and Azarati, yeah. both going together for the first cap. I mean. If if that was me and any other tight head, right, that I'd grown up playing with, and they've played together, they're on the schools, Ponty, yeah. yeah. they've they've taken the the best path they could have in terms of getting to that level. Yeah. And well, I I I did well enough and balling up at the, at the thought of it just the, the, the night before, and come the come kick off, it'd be like right, heads are gonna bloody well roll you. Well, in that case, should we actually start with the front row then and make our way? Let's let's do it in numerical order. Let's let's go one through fifteen for some reason. Um, so you've already it alluded. Makes sense for a change. Yeah, you've already alluded to uh, the Domachowski Aserati partnership. Gatlin saying that the performance against Sale seems to have a big part in this election. Massive, you know. Sale were top of the league, weren't he? Uh, or close, if not top of the league, sort of top first or second, top few, yeah. yeah. Um, and like whether it just clicked and it was lucky, hmm. or whether they that they've always had it in them and it just come to the fore. Yeah. That night, um, incredibly impressive and impressive to the point. I know we've mentioned this before, um, where like you know the two more established props came on early in the second half, didn't add anything to the game. In fact, like they took away from the game. And you know, I think all players are like will we'll all say like you know sometimes you've just got to let let keep them boys on there only if they need to come off, will they come off? And you try and keep them on for as long as you can. And and bring bringing on Carey and Dylan Lewis, that game was mind-blowing. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess there's only so many minutes you can you can bust a gut um, against such opposition. And to be fair, the guts were busted. Oh, absolutely. And I, if I was die young in that position at the time, Dar Young being a prop as well and coming up against props equal to him and better than him and not as good as him mm. in his in his day, you know, you just you just know as a player and as a coach, I think, that when you need to change things and when you need to let things as they are. And I think yeah. that was one of the times where, all right, they could have played about with the hookers. Yeah. You mix that up a bit because, yeah, I think, you know, the hooker is probably the more mobile of the front row. And yeah, you could do with an extra bit of fizz in that position, but in such a, in, in as dominant as they were in the set piece, I mean, like you can't lose that up until the 79th minute. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. And, and and joining them there in the front row is uh, your favourite hooker, Mikey, oh. is uh, Ryan Elias. Uh, for those well, who might be tuning into the pod for the first time, give us your thoughts on Elias there. Well, under Pivak's reign, like in that Australia game when he pulled this rack of the mall or whatever it was down on the line and could apparently try and a yellow card. My God, I would have kicked him out of camp by the backside. And I would I would have chased him. I would have chased him over the Irish Sea and into Dublin. And I said, don't you bloody well come back. <laughs> yeah, I, you were particularly happy with that one, were you? No. Um, they'll be up against an England trio of Ellis Genge, captain. Uh, Jamie Blarmeyer, I hope I'm saying that right, and Will Stewart. Now, while you've been talking there, I've been looking this up, and their hooker 
is a Falcons player. Now, Cardiff dispatched Falcons mm. twice quite comfortably last season. And I've just yep. been trying to find out if he was playing. Um, he wasn't playing in the game in Cardiff. I'm just going to quickly check to see if he's playing in the return fixture. But what do you make of England's front row in the meantime? Um, I think uh, it's well documented what Genji's about. Um, and he's, isn't he captain tomorrow? He is indeed. Which will be mighty interesting. Mm. I mean, I, I think he'll do all right with this as captain. Do you reckon? Yeah. I, I see, I've been privy to a situation before where, like, the naughty boy was made captain. Mm. In, uh, in, in yes, that, that situation, it did take the edge off the player. Okay. Do you want to be taking that kind of edge off that kind of player? It's interesting, isn't it? Um, I think also he's he seems to be like he's gotten on top of his hot-headedness by himself anyway yeah I, I think he's a much more mature player now than he was yeah two and, three years ago and then I think probably just life does that to you in general sometimes sort of like yeah. you know and the 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 the, the, the up the ranks in terms of sort of like leadership and responsibility within a team you do become more level-headed I mean you, you can come in as a, as a new player and try and chuck yourself about as much as possible but then there is that kind of time where you've got to go actually right I'm you I'm established and I need to show responsibility and leadership for the 15, the 23, and even representing the wider squad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the second row then, uh, we've got Dav Jenkins and Will Rowlands. Now that is beefy, isn't it? Oh, well, Dav Jenkins still seems a bit light to me. I don't know. Do you think? I've got to see more of him. I, I'm looking forward to seeing a bit more of him tomorrow. Um, I probably when he's played before uh i haven't really sort of like taken much notice mm -hmm. because was there was there that much to notice i don't know well i suppose Do the you know other thing mean? is he, he was coming on quite um yeah late in the games right well so... that's another thing i mean he's, he's got an opportunity now to sort of like really stamp his claim to it and yeah. you know only for the only for the betterment of the of the depth in that department um just just to butt in and go back a step uh Jamie Blamire, Blamire, Blamire. Anyway, we'll anyway. We, we, we get it. There. Uh, wasn't part of the Newcastle squads that were beaten by Cardiff, so he hasn't quite got the hoodoo, which is a shame, really, because I would have loved Dobrochowski and uh, Azrati. <laughs> be like, I remember you. <laughs> yeah, and, and Azrati really getting stuck into him, sort of, because you can do that in the front row from tight end. <laughs> I bet you can. Um, <laughs> but, and, and how exciting though to have uh, Will Rowlands back. Oh, let's let's hope it's like he's never been away. Yeah, I think Dragons really missed him this season. I think uh, yeah. some of the narrow losses, particularly the Cardiff game and the Derbies, perhaps oh, might have yeah. gone a different way if he was knocking about. It's, it's, I know it's, it's not fair to say in some senses that you know one player makes a difference, but bloody hell, one player can make a difference. Well, if it's a close game, especially. Yeah, yeah. and that one player in his department, you know, in the tight five, and you know we've seen what he can give to Wales. Um, in the jersey, you know, player of the series for Wales. Yeah. So yeah. He, he, he's got the capacity to be able to do things that others may not be able to. I mean, I know listening to our previous pod earlier on, like, you know, we're looking at, I, I particularly picked sort of Chunza and Will Rowlands. Mm. That's what I really want to see. Because yeah. I think sort of with Chunza, Will Rowlands and uh, Dav Jenkins now in, and we'll come on to six later, but uh, apologies to sort of jump ahead a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think... I was thinking this earlier, like, I think we need four back rowers on the pitch, not three second rows. 
Okay. Okay. So I think, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm no expert on rugby tactics. I just, I, I enjoy just watching the game. Really. I mean, um, I mean it's just, just, just in a similar vein, sort of think along, along them same lines. Like you've got the the South African methodology of of picking mm-hmm. Peter Seftatoy, um and Lou Diega and um, Franco Mosta. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe not so much Lou Diega, but definitely Franco Mosta and uh, Peter Seftatoy. Uh They've been rolled out at six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. Peter Steftatoy more 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 six than uh, Moster, but Moster's proficient in the row as well. Yeah, it's interesting to me. Um, I guess we are well and truly jumping on here, but I will go back to England's selection before before we move on too far. But yeah, Gatlin's had the opportunity to pick Shinzer at uh, at lock, but he hasn't done it when he has picked him. Has he? He's always yeah. gone from at six. Yeah. So. <sighs> the, there's part of me that feels like maybe this suggests that um, Gatlin wants a massive athletic six, uh, but then you look at his other selections and like he's picked Jack Morgan there, you know. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's fairly it's, inconsistent. I I hope it's not a thing of of what's fashionable at the time, mm. because r- r- rugby shouldn't be a game of of, of what is fashionable. R- rugby should be a game of particularly in selection. I think when you're the coach of a, a team, be it second team, be it semi-pro professional international like you you play to your strongest position sort of thing to play the, str- the strongest of, of what you've got rather yeah. than going oh well you know it told you this is a is a, is a hybrid uh, we can we can have a hybrid in chunza yeah i i kind of it's, it's tricky isn't it because i feel like wales have got the personnel to have probably two types of back three in the pack or yep. two types of loose forwards we we could probably do the fast flashy link player stuff yeah but i i'm looking at it now i think we've also got a back row of bruises if we want it as well and i mean you know what gatlin's like he yeah. he likes to play he likes to play the stats he likes to play the uh the statistics so if he thinks the best way to win is yeah have a flashy big, big old beefy back row go for yeah, it and, yeah. And, yeah and i can see actually in the world cup you know we he, we played a fairly simple game in 2019 to mm. some success i mean and, and they don't have a lot of time together to develop an intri- like a, a a really sort of in-depth game plan it is like it is it's got to be as, as simple and as, as effective as you like even as as much as where jamie roberts was effective in getting over the line at 12 and then around the yeah. corner around the corner i mean yeah yeah if it's not broke don't fix it I mean that that did break in 2015 against Australia. The day you remember when um, they had two players in the bin and we just kept trying to go through them. But like, <laughs> all right, that's that's on field in game management. I think that yeah, is. Yeah, totally. However, yeah, yeah. but yeah. like, yeah, it's. I mean, situations like that just to sort of deviate from the the main point. Is someone's got to pick their head up and go, boys, we've got a two and overlap you. Yeah. Less, yeah, yeah. less, less go wide because we can. Give it a anyway, shame. anyway, yeah, give so it a shame. It's the least internationally experienced England second row partnership I can ever remember. It's David Ribbons and George Martin with six caps between them, uh, Tuan wow. and Leicester Tigers, respectively. I, I don't know a lot about them. No, no, um, I think mean, there's been a, a been a listening to a few other media outputs and uh, sort of podcasts and such. Yeah, um, I, I think Dave, Dave Ribbons has sort of like earned his place, but like you said, who is who is the 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 elder second row there the elder statesman like who's 
who's calling the lineouts. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? whether it's you know six caps between them? Um, uh, how can I put it? Um, who do you look to? Yeah, yeah. Who, who looks to who? Sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, they've got Johnny Hill on the bench, but actually Hill has got surprisingly few caps. He's only on nineteen. I, I think when 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 he came into it a bit, um, playing well uh, with Exeter, I think at the time, and then now up at Sale, I want to say. Yes, indeed. Ooh, um, I wonder if he's got the card of hoodoo. Hang on, mm. <laughs> you talk amongst yourself, and I'll uh... yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll entertain myself <laughs> while you because um, it's and again sort of like with with the the um, selection and sort of wanting a player to do well. Sometimes it's a case of. Um, the player doesn't sort of reach that high you want them to, mm-hmm. but listening to um, a bit of a another aside and listening to Eddie Jones in the week speak of the um, the young outside half playing for Australia, yeah, um, and he's had a bit of interaction with the media and they sort of try, try, try and draw parallels where um, you were saying like a, a a young outside half has got to have, got to take time to uh, get into international rugby and he went on to allude to a uh, Richie Moanga who uh, took about fifty caps to really establish himself. Yeah. has New Zealand's choice outside half. And I think, I'm not saying it takes 50 games for a second row in Johnny Hill's position, being um, clearly a starter in the clubs he's been at. But um, making that transition from a professional club game yeah. through to the international game, um, I mean, we were experiencing it now, we've seen it in Wales, boys trying to make the transition from the Prem to the regions, let alone from the regions to Wales. I mean, some of them, I think, are going to have a massive wake-up call tomorrow. I mean, and I, I really hope it's not Genge giving Azerati a hide-in. I really want to see that go the other way. And I really want to see Azerati get up in his face and bring up the Genge of old. Yeah, yeah. and Oh, I, I'm and, for that. I'm all for that. And uh, Johnny Hill was playing in the Cardiff Sale game earlier this season. So he's going to know all about Corey Domachowski's ability to sort of run from 50 yards going, give me the ball! Give me the bloody ball! (laughs) And then he goes Um, and scores. (laughs) And that will be for me to uh, compress later and lower the volume so we don't get sued for uh, (laughs) popping, perforating any eardrums there. Apologies. I'm trying (laughs) to keep my fizz for the the anthem tomorrow. Keep your fizz for the anthem, indeed. Um... Moving on to the back row then, we've already alluded to Shinzer at uh, blindside. He is flanked by Jack Morgan, captain, on the open side, and Aaron Wainwright right in his rightful place at eight, do you think? Um, f- first and foremost, I think there's a ludicrous sponsorship opportunity there for um, Wales to approach so, uh, said um, uh, particular brand of rum. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you can join the jots for yourself. Uh- <laughs> See, in a similar sort of piratey drink themed thing i would have loved for james hook to have been captain just once just so he could be captain once, hook, captain hook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah could you could you imagine all the all the pictures that would be up around sort of social media and sort of you could have him you could have dressed him up as yeah. captain hook from... would have been smee oh. oh someone short and sort of like stocky um, give it a Geff, is it? Geff and Jenkins could have been Smee back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I used to think about like Alan Phillips, maybe. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it'd have, yeah, it'd have to be like some, somebody sort of minor support staff role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Like Jinx. Jinx could have been Smee. Bring it on oh the fucking God, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. You know, from pirate gear, like, you know, stripey jersey, patch over the eye and a peg leg and a... The ultimate and, uh, universe we could have lived oh, in. God. 
Oh, yeah. send um, us day. Send the pod day. Let the pod take us day. And this is what we've got. Um, but yes, I, I quite like the look of Jack Morgan at seven. I mean, yep. <laughs> the the romantic in me is, and it seems a lot of the other Welsh rugby public is drawn parallels between this and uh, Warburton's selection in the 2011 World Cup. You, could, you can see it. You can definitely see it. And um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing his uh, um, performance as captain, mm. but not just as captain, but how he manages his playing along with captain. Because I, I found with watching Paul O'Connell, you know, one of the greatest second rows who ever played the game. Um, my opinion, other opinions are available, of course. Did, did you see actually just about in the picture of Paul O'Connell sat behind a desk on a small chair this week at a press conference? <laughs> he made it look absolutely tiny. Oh, I like, didn't see that, but I'm going to go looking for it. He, he, you know, like sometimes if you're parent, you go to parents' evening and you sat oh. at like the school, it, it looked like that. It was a normal <laughs> size desk. You know? <laughs> I've, I've been on one of them chairs and I have no confidence in him. I ask for two. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, you were talking about Jack Morgan. Yeah. Um, let's just look, like to see how he's going to play and how he captains in hand in hand. Um, some players thrive on it. Some players think um, they have to sort of like, I think like that, they've got to make themselves stand out as captain. And I think that brings out the best in them in sometimes. But I think you can get over the hill too, sort of over the hill, sort of like over the optimum point too quick with it as well. Because mm-hmm. Uh, I again, like I said, other opinions available. I thought that Paul O'Connell's captain didn't influence his game playing too well. Mm-hmm. He had to be more captain than player when being the player he was at the time was doing enough for him. Putting yeah. that extra pressure on him didn't do him too well. Adversely, Brian O'Driscoll absolutely thrived on it. It's funny, isn't it? I think there's a time and a place for everyone. So, like, um, you'll remember Ryan Jones, like when he started captain yeah. in Wales, he was great. And then after a while, it was like, ah, you know what, this is too much to do whilst playing my best. Yeah. Um, so I think these things come in sort of peaks and troughs for people, maybe. And um, I found it too with Stephen Jones. Yeah. Uh, captain Crap, as they called him. <laughs> on, on the basis, particularly with, with uh, positions, like mm-hmm. a, a, te- a kick in 10, who's your, your primary goal kicker, not, yeah. a, not, a, not a choice for captain. Because I, think I, I feel agree. that that puts a lot of pressure on that player to win the game in the yeah. tight situations no, and make no. decisions that, that adversely have an impact on the game sometimes. But, you know, it takes that kind of player to, to, to bring out the best. Didn't Scotland just name Finn Russell as yes. their captain? No, he um, squidged an excellent video on Scotland the other day and he pointed out actually that Finn Russell's become one of the best kickers out of hand in the world game. And... Yeah, you do wonder now, actually, if it's going to try and he's, he maybe forces things more than he yep, sometimes already I think so. does. Uh, it's it's going to be, I've got to win the game. I'm captain. I'm steering this ship. Yeah. I'm making all the decisions. Yeah. M- my impact on the game is now tenfold increased from what it was this it's time the, last year. It's the Sergio Parise gambit, isn't it? It's, <laughs> I get it yeah. all myself, basically. Well, well yeah, but Sergio Parisio. Sergio Prezio, Sergio, Sergio Prezio. Oh, that's too much bloody cider. That is already. Um, like he had to do it all because he was in. He wasn't in the best Italian team, yeah. or as good as it is now. I think sticking hey, a Sergio in now would would be like you know he'd have equals or I believe, equals. I believe he's eligible for Argentina now. Yes, he is. That's right. Because of his standout period. Oh my god! Imagine if they just let him loose on New Zealand. Oh, That's what I, you want to see in an Argentinian jersey. And I, that I was about to say, surge in that, oh, in that jersey. <laughs> that would be Mo- something. Moist isn't the word. 
is not. Um, so we've covered Shinzer and Morgan. Um, yeah, Wainwright today. I, 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 in the absence of Toby Falatow being available, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, um, I know, I know who you were missing. Morgan Morris, but we'll yeah. see less about that. Um, yeah. I think th- this is a problem. Like, isn't it? He, like the only other out and out in Wales isn't even considered. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, looking at sort of. The, the back row options. I mean, maybe if I was in charge, if I was in charge, when I'm in charge, yeah. <laughs> um, I may have gone for Chunzer at eight. Interesting. But Has he ever played there? Only twenties, I think. But uh, tw- like um, Wales twenties, like. But um, it, it, let's not get away from Wainwright at eight. Um, it, come on, leaps and bounds of the dragons. But you know, he came to the four as a six, mm. and I think. You know, given the short turnaround that Gatlin's had to have, and he has experience with Wainwright at six. Although, again, his options are limited to the players in that back row. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the game's expanding into a position, to a place where you you have to be multifaceted. And particularly when it comes to the World Cup, you've got to have two positions in the bag because you're limited to a 33-man squad. Mm -hmm. And again, like we said earlier, these, these game selections are the test sort of um, combos and positions and whether players come to the fore. So, not writing off Wayne or at eight, but I would have preferred to see him at six and then nail him on at six. But obviously, Gatlin knows what he can do at six. Yeah. So it's at eight where you need to have a bit more of a look at him. I think Wainwright's best chance of getting into the final squad as well as showing he can cover both positions. Yeah. Um, with Plumtree on the bench, well, that'll be interesting to see who goes way towards the end of the game because Plumtree apparently covers all three back row positions. And doesn't he have a have a little bit in the bank at second row as well? Oh, does he now? Like a sort of turbo turnbull sort of thing? Well, y- yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, so England then, they've gone with a trio of Lewis Ludlam and Tom Pearson, both of Northampton Saints, and Alex Dombrandt. Now, Ludlam and Dombrandt, I, I feel like, of course, Wales no end of problems in the past. When oh, yeah, playing. absolutely. Monsters. Yeah. Um, um, I was watching a video earlier on of um, when Wainwright and Dombrandt played for UIC or Cardiff Met. Was it? Mm, yeah. Dombrandt in the row at the time and uh, Wainwright at six. And uh, Wainwright feeds Dombrandt to run in from about 30 yards. And uh, Dombrandt with a few, with a, with a, with a, with a stride was a uh, noisy catching. Yeah, probably had like the entire geography department hanging off him or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, sort of a little bit of a info there because uh, I think Don Brandt could well have uh, represented Wales, but um, mm. like any, uh, like a bit like Ben Morgan when he was playing with the Scarlets could have represented Wales yeah, and Robin yeah. Copeland yeah. as well could have all represented Wales and it, the number eight in the back row, but uh, yeah, rather go well, and uh, rep- represent the, the country of birth and uh, probably rightly so. Yeah, I I wonder if Gatland choosing Shinzer at six is something to do with playing England because Shinzer will have packed down opposite Ledlam Pearson and Dombrandt uh, this season. Yeah, he'd be familiar with them. Um, you know, he can be relaying information to Jack Morgan Wainwright. He'll, he'll have studied them in analysis. I, I wonder if maybe that's a part to play here. I've got time for that. Mm. I definitely have horses for courses kind of job. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's a bigger loss. 
<laughs> he truly is. He truly um, is. And uh, but I I I do wonder sometimes whether coaches do that automatically. It's too easy to sort of write goal. Okay, bang! This guy plays in England. We're going to pick him because of that. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I see that as well. Um, I, I think in the Six Nations, maybe that counted against him because he wasn't going to have as much time in camp. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But now he's had sort of like this, yeah. this longer period within. I mean, it seems like they've been on a never-ending holiday globetrot. It really doesn't. It's, uh... The life of a professional rugby player isn't so bad after all, is it? Ah, but I don't know. I was watching the videos of out in Turkey, and it looked it looked fucking grim. If I'm being honest, but <laughs> <laughs> all that all that sun, no, you uh, can't I, be. I can't. I couldn't be doing that. So, of the two packs, Mike, you who would you be happiest? Playing amongst, I would love to get in between Domachowski and Azrati. There we go. Oh. That's, that's all. We, that's all we need. That's all we need. Yeah, I think sort of. If you look, look at the Wales pack, they know. Um, yeah. Like the props, Dav Jenkins, um, flankers. Um, they're all exciting. Mm-hmm. They have few caps. But collectively, they've they've got few caps. Like, do you know what I mean? And sort of, so they'll they'll push on as one, rather than you, like you've got Genge with a lot of caps. Will Stewart not far, not saying not far behind it, but Will Stewart's get, getting caps and the ribbons and mm. the boys in the row in England, six caps between them. Uh, Don Brandt, a few caps. Ledlam, a fair few caps. So I feel there's more disruption in that England pack yeah. than. In terms of familiarity, than they would be with sort of Wales, where like because they haven't got all that, hmm. they've got to make it work. I tell you what, the other thing is, um, for a lot of the new faces, I, I'm more familiar with the Wales players than I am the England players, but for a lot of these boys, it seems like the time is right. Domachowski, yeah. Aserati, Dav Jenkins, Shinzer, and Morgan. It feels yeah. like the time is right for them to be breaking through now. Yeah, and it's like. Part of me doesn't want to worry about this World Cup. I, I feel like it, when it's happening, I will be worried about it. Yeah. But yeah, if we get to the quarters and then give a good account of ourselves in that yeah. game, I think I'll be able to convince myself that uh, it was four a years time, yeah. yeah, and four yeah. years time, like plus Six Nations uh, Autumn Series or whatever they're going to bloody call it. Yeah. This, uh, this this top tier ten tournament will be in place by then, so you, there'll be them group of boys will all collectively be getting caps together yeah. a bit like when Gatland first came in yeah yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's like yeah there was there was the slam wasn't there in 2012 yeah. when everybody's in a it was funny it was like, like I think everybody was rebuilding but Wales had sort of done the rebuilding in the run-up to the World Cup and then in 2012 were fairly established and comfortable actually. yeah yeah it's like you know we, we we keep our eyes more on Wales obviously Hmm. That's not to sort of like you know take away anything from other teams. We're doing exactly the same, but just in sort of in in different ways. But you know we do watch Wales a hundred times more close than we do the other ones. Of course you do. Yeah. Shall we move on to the backs? Oh, it's it's not my strongest area, but we'll have a go. <laughs> let's, uh, let's do the half backs as a unit then. So we got Gareth Davis and Sam Costellano. That's a scarlet halfback partnership to give Liam uh, something to. Something to enjoy tomorrow, I think. Oh, absolutely. And you'll um you'll be fizzing at the thought of it. Yeah. I, I'm quite excited by it actually. Yeah. Like I think Costello is like deceptively strong for quite a flash. He he, he almost kind of reminds me of like if um 
uh, I don't know. He's he's got like this little bull terrier nature about him. He's also yeah. really super skillful. So it's it's almost like if imagine if Dupont was playing ten. It's that sort of. Hang on, no. Well, not, you know, <laughs> he isn't the best rugby player in the world, but do you know what I mean diminutive but stocky and strong yeah. and yeah. skillful? Sort of the 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 day of the six foot plus hundred and ten kilo outside off has gone. Like, you know, I mean, you look at sort of Marcus Smith, Finn, Costello, Quaid Cooper has never been huge. Yeah. Um, young, one of the, what's his name? Uh, Bowen Barrett, Moanga. Yeah. They're not big chaps playing first, playing first receiver. But, um, uh, obviously, the, yeah, that's, that Scarlet's connection has got a lot to, to, to play to. Um, not a familiarity, but, I'm not too sold on Costello, but he's probably going to go to the World Cup. Do you know the other thing is um, England have also got a club partnership at um, at halfback. They've got Danny Kane yeah. and Marcus Smith. Right. Yeah. So point on that. Point on that. Go on. Have you watched much Harlequins? I haven't. Okay. So here's what I've uh, critically assessed: the uh, the nine ten uh, axis. Hello. Okay. <laughs> the nine ten axis in Harlequins. Hit me. Danny Kay takes a lot of pressure off uh, Marcus Smith at 10. It's almost like the eight picks. And where does Don Brown play? Eight. Four? Sorry, I'm, four, I'm, having a, <coughs> I'm having a bit of a cough here. Uh, yeah, oh, Quinn's. <coughs> ah. See where I'm going with this. Anybody, okay, so else, you... anybody else reading between the lines? Okay, so you've got this, this eight, nine, ten axis of Quinn's boys. Yeah. Um. Helping each other out. Dave's, Marcus Smith is will be playing more fullback than fly off. He'll be okay. out of the way. He's the most protected I fly off in the history of bloody rugby, and there's been a lot of it. And uh, I I would like to think that old Max Llewellyn is going to be gunning for him because he can't protect him all day long. Hmm. And I mean, I guess in a similar vein, I, I can see like newly applying for the role of Hulk Gareth Davis. Um, really looking after Sam Costello tomorrow, like yo, know, he's he always seems to up his game against England. I find yeah, Gareth Davis. Um, yeah, I think you, you do find players who thrive on that derby, and like, I I really think he's going to be good to have next to Costello. Yeah, he's going to um, assure Costello if nothing else, and it's like sort of that. I mean, the the, the, the both if we just if we're just looking at nines and tens, the nines and tens are have a lot of club experience with each other. Yeah. And um, it's going to be who brings more of that club experience to the fore. I think more than anything, I'm hoping that means that we get a fairly crisp, clean and snappy game. Nothing too disjointed. Not not just from a Wales point of view, just, you know, sometimes these games can be like balls dropping all over the place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kicks go in not where they're supposed to. I'm they, hoping they, this, there's a bit of continuity here that really yeah, helps. With they, the, they've been the in camp long enough. Yeah, 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 they've been in camp long enough to sort of like games come with a little bit more. I say a little bit more. Yeah. International games come with a heck of a lot more pressure than you know just running a tackle bags in so, Turkey. Here's one then: Gatland being Gatland. I see this as Gatland saying to Costello, "Can you play a Warren Gatland style game?" Rather than let's see if the Costello version of Gatland yeah. ball works. I yeah, think that's the test tomorrow. Yeah, he's got to be the the pivot of pivots. Yeah, like G- Gatlin's never 
gone for anything flashy with his time in Wales. Uh, he, I, I feel like he feels that we are better suited to a, a, for Warren Ball. See, yeah, Warren yeah, Ball. For, for Warren Ball. Um, <laughs> and with the time he's had, I, I feel like that might be the sensible approach. So yeah, I wonder if he's just going to say to Costa, right, you show me you can do what I'm asking. Yeah. And I think that's with, with, with Costa and sort of he's young and keen, clearly. Um, and it's going to, I suppose it's going to be, see, be how he sees it sort of between, you know, like him being with Pivak in, in Scarlet's, him being with Pivak in Wales and going, right, what was going on before isn't what I want. Can you take what you've learned from there, screw it up, chuck it away and do what I want you to do. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's hope that he can. Uh, let's go. Sorry, yes, sorry. As you say, it's just the adaptability of the the adaptability of the individual in the circumstance. Yeah, uh, centers Embert. Now then, we got Max Llewellyn making his debut. I'm excited for this. Mm. And George North. Now, North's an experienced guy. Probably, you know, well, definitely not as experienced at 13 as he is on the wings. Uh, but I think it's probably good that that experienced head is there for Max. But I yes. see a lot of ball go into 12 off nine tomorrow off, off nine yeah, yeah. really oh straight interesting. Up, off, off the back of set plays right? yeah <laughs> or off straight the line 12 flat yeah. like yeah. yeah like i i, I imagine we're going to see cloellen run through line outs off gareth davis and i imagine we're going to see him run up you know first receiver off the base of scrums just yeah. carrying yeah. defenders that's going to be see yeah i want to see her. i'm all yeah. i'm all for it He's James Robbins Mark too. Yeah, but he, and he's leggy as well. And he? he's leggy. He looks powerful. He's got he's got and, deceptively nice hands as well. I've noticed. Yeah, which which I think we'll whisper. That's what Jamie Roberts had as well. Oh, he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just I just hope that I feel like the start of the season before he had his injury, he was he looked effortless. Like you gave him the ball, he knew the angle, he backed yeah. himself, and more often than not, he would make space or meters or score yeah. after his injury he looked a little bit rattled i'm just hoping this time in camp has given him some confidence and if he's yeah. playing confidently he's gonna oh god he can cause problems for well at least marcus smith and he's got to grow on grow and grow on grow growth yeah. on growth sort of thing like to um to come into that role and be that 12 that we've been lacking nick yeah. Tompkins. yeah um, i mean i wonder what would happen <laughs> if joe hawkins was Sly eligible? Maybe we'd be um, looking at him here. I think he's a different kind of twelve. He's, yeah, he, he can carry, but I think with his sort of handling capacity, I think he'd sort of be that playmaking twelve. I yeah. mean, we're harking right back to the early part of the century now with like Gavin Henson and his playmaking abilities at twelve. To be but fair. Yeah. To, to to have. And I suppose Boys. actually, yeah, Gatlin does seem to like a playmaking twelve outside a less flashy ten. So maybe like Costello and uh, Hawkins wouldn't have been a goer. Whereas you know, you, you think back, it was always Stephen Jones and Henson. Yeah, um, somebody who could make something rather than who was yeah. someone who was just going to give something. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all well and good having a bludgeoner at twelve. Like Jamie Roberts did a hell of a job at bludgeoning, but he was outside the likes of um, James Huck. Mm. You flip mm. that around, like between your, your flashy ten, your your your, your solid twelve. Whereas, yeah. like you had your Stephen Jones, solid ten, 
Uh, or a solid 10 and a flashy 12. No, I, I tell you what, mind. Um, a former Wales international has told me that the fav- his favourite person to receive a pass from was Stephen Jones. He was like just always in the right place. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. He, that's, that was his game. He was a kicking yeah. and catching and kicking and passing 10. I mean, yeah. you, you nail your markers as a player. Like, and what, yeah. He didn't have to do anything else. Yeah. Catch, pass, catch, kick. Yeah. And if you can do that, I mean, there's a 10, you're doing all right. So the, the, the defensive leader for me isn't going to be in the back three. So out of, you know, it's going to be Costello, Llewellyn and North. You'd expect, I guess, North is the experienced. You'd say player. so, yeah. given given the fact that John Fox was the defensive lead. Yeah. However, I think um, there's been question marks over George North's defence. Yeah. However, what is what does defence mean? I mean, there's, there's defence in the sense you are running the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Or there is defence in the sense that you are physically defending, i.e., tackling. Yeah, and they are two very different things. I mean, like when I've been coached by uh, previous uh, former professionals, um, said former professional said he was never very good at tackling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he jostled with that. Like you know, he's talking from a professional sense. You know, he's probably be better than the rest of us put together. Of course, yeah. yeah. But um, you know, to be you didn't have to be a good tackler to be a good defender. You just press up and you force yeah. the attacking yeah. oh, team oh, yeah, to make yeah, them yeah. decisions. Like, remember we played up a game, played a game up in, up in Dallas and we'd we practiced a drift defense in the week, hmm. spent a lot of time on it, and uh, they played into our hands. Yeah. Our execution may, could have well have been a bit better on the day. However, like, you know, they played to the way we wanted to defend that day. Yeah. So, and you know, I'm not saying the, the boys would track themselves into anything, of course, but as a team, defense is more important than tackling. You've got to tackle, of course. No, of course, no, I, I see what you mean. And I, I think actually, yeah, a lot of these criticisms are people see them as tackles, they might not necessarily yeah. see that the tactics were going well. Um, yeah. But yeah, when it comes down to an individual missing a tackle, then that's a glaring mistake. Rob. Yeah. From the sort of like, you know, the, the wider rugby playing public who yeah. Yeah. I'm not, not saying like you don't know stuff, but yeah, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a, you, you make more subtle mistakes in a system. Yeah. Like if the yeah. system collapses, it tends to yeah. expose a person who yes. probably might have made the tackle actually if, you know, the system yeah. was working. Um, I wonder though, going back to like a similar thing we said about Costello, maybe this is Gatlin saying to Llewellyn, Show me you can be a defensive leader. I was you reading minds here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because yeah. we, we've been disagreeing about stuff all bloody week. Oh. I know, yeah, great. It's been great fun. <laughs> but like, yeah, like is is it that the pressure on twelve to yeah. be? You because know, I think you can't give it a ten. Ten can't defensively lead. He's too close to the to the, to the interaction between the backs and forwards. He's just a child. He's yeah. he's just <laughs> he's still got spots, man. I know. You haven't seen enough winters. I know. Um, but like, yeah, t- again, 12, like Maxwell, a bit of pressure on him. Would would love to see if that's his role and yeah. um, to see him take that on as well and sort of like make that his own. Mm. Yeah. And and looking at England here, they've they've got Guy Porter and Joe Martin. I mean, these are guys making names for themselves. Um, yeah. That'll be, that'll be interesting tomorrow, I think. Yeah. Martin's M- 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 sort of um, pushed himself to the front. Um, and yeah. put a lot of graft in, a lot of hard work. Been been to New Zealand, yeah. Put put a bit of graft in there as well, like, and um, you know, that's no mean place to try and go. Like, I've noticed here, there's clubs down in Stade Francais. Um, have, have England relaxed their rules, or is he moving to an English club, or is he um, out of contract? Or? There, there was the relaxations around the um, 
the Wasps debacle, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, if yeah, if yeah. I'm not sure if Marchand was it in Wasps or not, I'm not sure. But um, the likes of uh, guy who plays on the flank, where just done some knee damage previously, can't remember his name. Okay, it'll it'll come to me anyway. Um, he because he was playing for Wasps, his name's there. I can't quite grasp it. Um, Going yeah, to find so a club in front. He had to find so, a club, so yeah. yeah. So like that was out of his hands. He couldn't find a club in, in um, England, so like you know, yeah. special dispensations because of of the nature of the yeah, game. Fair enough. Of the seems, seems seems reasonable. Which is, which once is fair. from the yeah. RFU. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- I think there's a lot more towards now, sort of like the relaxing of that rule globally. I mean, like we've seen in Wales, um, yeah. like the 25 cap from 60 to 25. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there was Ghetto's Law in Australia. Um, yeah. Yeah. New Zealand are still sort of pretty, pretty yeah. staunch with it. South Africa have been have made up the rules as they go along, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I don't think any yeah. other country in the world really cares. I mean, like yeah. Fiji, Tonga, Samoa. I mean, Japan probably pretty much pick from within because nobody goes on the outside. Um, yeah, and I think America, uh, USA, even sorry, uh, 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 pretty much going on the same lines as Japan, picking from within because with the MLR. It's only going to go from strength to strength. Well, I think North America's got the next World Cup as well, so like I think oh. they they they'll be targeting get out of their group, and they need to of start course. thinking about how they're going to do that. Yeah, I, I'm going to do England's back three first because there's probably the most recognisable um, unit of the squ- of the team. I think so. They've got um, Joe Thock and a singer, Max Malins and Freddie Stewart at fullback. Then yeah, it's a good back three. That that's spicy, isn't it? Yeah. You've seen Max Berlin's um, for Saracens against the Ospreys in that uh, European Cup game. Um, absolutely piggish in the way he approached the game. Hoovered everything up like. Mm. And um, Freddie Stewart, the form fullback in England. And um, yeah. Joe, Joe Thorkner Singer, what a powerful runner. Surprise though, 14 caps for Thorkner Singer. Well, yeah. Um, fell out of favour with old Eddie Jones. Yeah. yeah. Eddie Jones is a prickly old customer at the best really? of times. Well, you wouldn't think it would do, uh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, Eddie Jones has got so much value, right? Yeah. He's, he's he's almost becoming a bloody meme of himself. Oh yes, yeah. Like <laughs> he just one hundred percent. There's this class. The, the other thing is, um, it's just dawned on me in the last few weeks that uh, Eddie Jones brought an Australia team to Cardiff and lost back in the mid noughties and that ultimately done for him. And mm. Wales of Australia in the groups under Eddie Jones. I, can we come back to this in a bit? Because I got some serious thoughts on this. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So that that England back three. I mean, we don't want to be giving them too much space or no. possession. No. I was um, Rio Dyer, Louis Samit, and then Lee Halfpenny. Now then, before I say anything else, uh, Halfpenny might well be leading our defence. He is uh, fearless. He's a centurion. Provided yep. he takes the pitch. Yeah. That's, that's not good on Halfpenny, is it? Of course, and uh, what a what a what a guy! I mean, we have seen the the, the best of him, and he, he gives a true account of himself. And we, we know this is fact anyway. But um, yeah, Gatland have said it today. What a what a professional! And Do we maybe see this as like a covert goodbye game. Get him his under caps. Mm. Is he going to the World Cup? Oh, uh, in the press as well this week, Gatland have said. There's tickets left. Come and see the Arfenny and um, show yeah, your appreciation in the appropriate manner. I mean, when you, these things, I mean, you, you, when you bring up there, Eason, like you read between the lines and what Gatlin's saying, um, you you could suggest, I mean, if I wipe a tear from my eye. It wouldn't surprise me, would it? Like, it wouldn't surprise yeah. us, I think, is where we are. Do you this remember? Is, it, I, th- I think you and I, if it is his last game, 
Mm. I think you and I were also observing his first game in this in each other's company. It, it was in the Prince of Wales Weatherspoons, two thousand and uh, I want to say nine. Probably he was playing winger, but he was taking he did take a long range penalty that day. Did and he? score? It might it might have been two thousand eight autumn, oh, perhaps. Y- your memory's far better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to double check off mic uh, in a moment, but yeah. I, I believe you and I watched that in the Prince of Wales wherever spoons in Cardiff. I'll so take you word for that. If tomorrow is his last game, then uh, fitting. Yeah, fit, a, a, a nice forbidden love bookending of his career. What, 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 what we'll do? We'll have we'll have a we'll have a drink from there. Yeah, some cap. We'll some Captain Morgan's. We'll have a we'll have a drink from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, sort of uh, going back sort of reading between the lines um is it could be half penny's last home game yeah i mean i don't see him if he plays in one warm-up game i don't see him playing in he's not going to play in the third one in the third one no no if he gets if he's on the bench next week against england mm. maybe but we won't see him in all three in you won't feature in all three because Liam Williams is still there, there about me. So he's going to have to run out Liam Williams at some point, and he's probably going to save him for South Africa. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, tricky that he's he's actually still unattached as well. I mean, given the problems, Techn- Card- technically, yeah, Cardiff are having. I'd, I'd have him back for final season. You well, know? there was there was word, wasn't it, that he was um, being lined up for the Dragons as a sort of um, oh, was it play, play a coach role? But uh, Di Flanagan said he's got too much to offer as a player. Yeah, still, and interesting. If, at, 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 as a retired sort of international, I mean, yeah. you could suggest he's probably got some left in the tank as some, a some value, like yeah, of course. Even if it's just sort of less talk in the world of hypothetics now. I mean, yeah. you look at the dragons. Let's say now, let's let's in another universe, let's say Lee Penny has signed for the dragons, <clears> and he's got young Kai Evans there as well at fullback. Interesting. It's um, it's funny, isn't it? Because um, yeah, the dragons are also becoming like the Galactico veterans of uh, yeah. Welsh rugby at the minute. Like they, they're like low key siding. Mm, yeah, a, a fairly solid squad actually. Well, yeah, yeah. This is, and I think Dai's doing a hell of a job. I mean, but under the radar, like you said, like. Mm. Um, here we go. Two thousand and eight. Halfpenny received his first call up. Uh, blah 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 blah. He made his debut in the first game of the autumn series against World Champion South Africa on the eighth of November two thousand eight. So it would have been a birthday do, mm. at the age of nineteen. He scored his first points from a penalty kick in the 2015 loss. Oh, well done, Reese. Yeah. And he went on to score his first two tries on his second cap against Canada a week later. Now, I also think that was the game in which Andy Powell made his Wales debut. Yeah? Yeah. Who would have been playing number eight for South Africa in 2008? Like a real legend of the game. Vinny Or Pierce Peace. Yeah, maybe. Or Danny Rousseau. It was one of them. And in the run-up to the game, I remember the... uh, he was in an Powell was in an interview, and somebody said to him, "How are you going to deal with whichever one of those players it was?" Yeah. And you know, most oh. players would say something like, um, oh, I'll, "I'll show him the respect he's earned. I'm going to concentrate my own game and hopefully come out on top." Sort of thing. <laughs> Powell said, I'm "Just going to smash him in a bit." As Brecon as you like. Yeah, he's honestly like that was what a side of things to come. That was like, honestly, oh, yeah. God. All right, so yeah, that's that's half penny cards. Um, then Zamet and Dyer on the wings. We we've seen it before. Exciting, yep. fast. Yep. Zamet knows a thing or two about a thing or two when it comes to those England players. Yeah, and I think that's probably got a lot of value there. I mean, value in the same sense as Chunza. 
Yeah. But I, but I see more value in having Zamet on the wing in this situation than having Chunzer at six in this situation. Okay. Um, I think ball in hand, Zamet's probably going to get a bit more. Yeah. And will he'll, is he up against? Well, whichever one he's up against, he's going to expose him at points. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. although uh, they know they're going to know uh, uh, Cock and the singer and uh, um, Malins are going to know too. Like you said earlier, with the um, the day to day, week to week analysis. Yeah. yeah. He's still a tough old customer trying to put a finger on. Yeah. I like. Yeah. I. I. I'm, where we're sitting tomorrow, we're going to be sort of. Just off, posi- yeah. just off to the right of the post. So I'm going to be yeah. really interested to see A, position, and B, just the speed, the pace, the acceleration of yeah. Zamet from there. Same with Dyer, actually. I mean, I, I'd love to see a 50-meter dash. Oh, between God, the two imagine. Legs. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's, let's, I'm going to run through the England bench real quick. It's a similar sort of mixed bag in terms of experience. Um, so you've got uncapped Theo Dan covering Hooker, uh, two-cap Bevan Rod, at loose head. Uh, the one and only Kyle Sinkler, 61 cap tighter there. Like, Sinkler can come on and make a difference there, I think. Uh, Johnny Hill, as we've already spoken about. Tom Willis, uncapped. But a name you hear a lot about during mm, the season, yep. I think. Yep. And then the back, the, the sort of backs cover is actually pretty tasty here. You've got Jack ba- uh, Jack Van Poorfleet, uh, George mm. Ford, and Henry Slade. So there's, yep. there's, there's a lot of... St- Good to come off the bench. Yeah, that that, that that back's covered between the sort of nine and centre. Yeah, yeah. it's um, you, um, March and Zay covering winger as well. Yeah, from from play like the starting centre, covering. You know, if if Slade's got to come on at thirteen or twelve, mm-hmm. March and pushes out, and then Stewart, uh, sort of Malins will go to fullback. They're actually sort of fairly job. stacked in the backs. England, yeah. both run on and on the bench. Yeah, um, so yeah, we, we're gonna have our hands full there. Um, yeah, I think the, the the best place to try and sort of eke it out is what's become popular around the world of rugby is in the back row. Yeah, that's you know, where it's gonna be won and lost. And yeah, if we take, take a quick look at uh, Wales's bench there, Elliot D. Now, interestingly, there no Lake. Now, I would have thought Gatland was dead set for giving Lake a run out. So I wonder if this is injury or I wonder if it's just us keeping our powder dry. I, in the same way as Kieran Williams isn't anywhere near the squad, I think this is a case of like maybe keeping that power play powder dry mm. sort of thing because they, they're both dynamic players and they have to have run outs. They have to. Give they, this, you, you can't keep a player like Derry Lake down and he's going to be chopping at the bit. Oh my god, he's, he's going to be pumped. And I think you know, look 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 ahead to the to the next two games. At some point, he's going to be captain. Well, I, I hope that, so. I mean, read between what the lines of what Gatland has said. They're going to test out captains. Yeah. So you've got three games to potentially pick three different captains. Now, I mean, I think I think they're all going to be up front. I think we've obviously seen Captain Jack tomorrow. Um, no, no, no pirate intended. Um, <laughs> I think we'll and at other points I think we'll see probably Dewey Lake as captain and probably Will Rowlands as captain as well. That's the other two I would have said. My only worry is like these two, D and Elias, arguably aren't the form hookers in Wales. No. I, I just wonder why we aren't seeing Lake tomorrow and I hope it's not an injury. For, for, yeah, for, for me it's Elias' last roll of the dice. Yeah. And it's possibly. been it's been like that for a long time, from my opinion. 
since that bloody debacle against yeah. Australia. I mean, no, it's um, it's great to see Nicky Smith covering the loser. Oh, he's yeah. gonna he's yeah. gonna be dead up for yeah. He's gonna be so up for this. Yeah. Uh, Henry Thomas, I'll be keen to see his, his first Wales game. He'd be playing. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that till now. Henry yeah. Thomas, I've seen him in the squads, of course. Like, but um, yeah, it haven't he's... clicked until till now yeah. with England. Um, history. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Oh God! Imagine when he comes on. Imagine the, what, what's what's going to happen in the crowd. Like, is it going to be boos and hisses, or is it going to be? <laughs> he's, like, on, he's, gonna be... He's, a, he's a ready-made pantomime yeah. villain. villain oh, for England God, fans. yeah. God, was imagine he scores cut... the winning try. Oh, complete. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aserati pops it to uh, Henry Thomas. I, I'm all for it. I'm all over it. Yeah. Oh, I know. Let, shit, let's... they can't. They both play this. Oh, of course. Tight heads. Yeah. Shit. Nicky uh, no, Nicky Smith pops to Henry Thomas. Nicky yeah, Smith on a crash under the post. Little sort of like cat flap at the back. Boom. Yeah. Henry Thomas in. Or or the ultimate betrayal. Thomas sets up Domachowski. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Crashes through him, yeah. Yeah, love to see it. Uh, ben Carter, I mean, solid if not unspectacular. Yeah, happy like to see like, it. Yeah. Uh, Tane Plumtree, I'm going to be really interested to see. I'm going yeah. to try and look out trimming the warm up because I know nothing of the guy. Yeah, no, it's um, and, and unless you were looking on the old YouTube, like in sort of yeah. the 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 uh, Bunnings or whatever it's called in the the NPC, um, then we wouldn't done. You know, obviously. He's there for a reason, yeah. Albeit, like we said before, it's like sort of like you know, was that part of the deal? But there we are. Yeah, yeah. It, but it, more than that, like you know, we we sort of know like the the sort of size and the shape and the skill set and the speed of these guys. Yeah. I'll, I'll just be keen to see what Plumtree looks yeah. like amongst the Wales players. You know. Yeah. Where, where, where does he fit in? Does yeah. he fit in? Does yeah. he look out of place or does he look sort of to the man of board almost? I, I tell you that the first time I saw. Falatau play live in real life mm. so much bigger than I thought he looked on telly just like <laughs> the, the way he carried himself like just just an absolute beast of a human yeah and you like, don't yeah. appreciate yeah. Yeah. when you watch him on telly I don't think we as a collective appreciate that because remember when we when I woke about last yes for the last game of the Six Nations last last year when hmm. uh, yeah Dewey Lake was there did you was see he? him pass it yeah did you see him pass us no, <laughs> he was in the three. Well, yeah, I only caught him out of the corner of my eye, and I went, "Do, do, chap, you are, I, I, you are one hefty beast." I don't know if I trust your testimony, or Mikey. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! He was, he was all over it, like you know, that that chisel jaw, like you don't get many of them about. And yeah. he was in a in a jumper that was clearly three sizes too big for him, but it still fit. Yeah, incredible, <laughs> beast of a block, and um, yeah, uh, Ed and shoulders above quite a lot of people there, sort of us, us, mm. us. Uh, Valley folk, and, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, you don't appreciate the size of some of the individuals until you're actually sort of like you know within uh, sniffing distance of them. Yeah, totally. Um, good halfback partnership there of Thomas Williams and Dan Bigger. Uh, so this bleeds experience on it. We know enough about them, and then finally yep. Mason Grady to round it off. So I wonder if we do see the Llewellyn Grady. Yeah, I think we see it. Yeah, I'm. I can see it. I can see George either coming off. Hmm. Or being pushed to the wing. There's, there's no mm. real twelve cover anywhere else in the side, really. No, unless you start talking about silly things like moving outside halves or fully out. Oh God! And Costello's never going to live at twelve. Yeah. yeah, not it's not for him, is it? And, and bigger and bigger. There's been chat previously about bigger, sort of like at twelve, too slow, and not not right either i don't think it's it's the right fit either i mean desperate times desperate measures yeah of course yeah. emergency but, 
yeah, but not but not as he he's in the wrong part of his career to be thinking about playing twelve. Then again, going back to Costello, didn't um, Bristol Bears give a good fist to giving uh, Johan Lloyd game time at twelve? He did, and he gave a mega account of himself. Yeah, similar. To, to be fair, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 I get it as well. And, and, it's, and again, it's, not, it's not happening, is it? Johan <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd has nailed on a position, really. I mean, he's played no. ten fullback, wing, centre. I mean, pick one, but and stick to it for a little bit. Let's see how you fare. Did laugh. Um... This weekend, when uh, was it was Andy Howell said that uh, Nipper should be played head for Wales, it's like, oh come on, Andy, just let it go. He's, uh, <laughs> he, he shouldn't even be playing fifteen for Cardiff anymore. <laughs> he's he's shot. a little bit harsh, isn't he? Oh, I mean, he's, he's, he's shot. Like honestly, like, man, when he, so? he had to be fair, a season and a half for us where he was like, I was look, I did like seeing his name on the team sheet, but man, like he's had a couple of injuries, he's lost so much of his pace. He's not, the, and, and and it's sad to see like. When, oh, of course, when is, yeah. players like that, yeah, yeah, fall the, the, a bit faster than you expect. Yeah, the, the game wasn't really for him. I think in Wales at the time he was around. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, for example, I'm sort of like you know comparing apples and pears, of course. Like, but the game in globally, I think it's changed. I mean, you look at South Africa's so. pick, yeah. South Africa's squad last week. I mean, they had Willie Larue, Kurtley Adriansi, yeah, and uh, Cheslin Colby in the three quarter. Now, you put them on the international stage and they look like, you know, veritable Shane Williams is. The three of them. Oh, right. And then you, you, you put Nipper in that sort of like bracket of being, you know, your, your, your lightweight sort of like Nipper around the park. One, but, one day we'll have to do the um, Andy Howell approved Wales 15 of, you know, your, your Jordan Williamses and your, and your oh, Nippers. And, <laughs> yeah. And your, uh, Jack and Johan Lloyd. Yeah, it'd be great. Oh, uh, let's get him on. Let's get him on. Yeah. Andy, if you're out there listening, <laughs> you're more than welcome. We've dialed you yeah. in. Yeah, well, we, we can call it the Andy Howell Fantasy Batchet Team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Mikey, before the pod started recording, you'll remember I was doing some tapping away and some typing and some yep. number crunching. Mm. How many of tomorrow's 23 do you think played in Gatlin's last game against France in the Six Nations? Oh, right there. Uh, one, two, uh, three, six. Go on. Six. Stick <laughs> you, a solid you've, six. You've missed a couple of numbers there. Uh, the right. answer, the, not far off actually, the answer is eight. Oh, yeah. um, but only three of them are playing in the same shirt that they wore last time. Ah, see, this is what I was thinking. See, did George North play on the wing as opposed to centre? Yeah. So, first up, right? Absolutely none of the forwards. No. Apart from Dav Jenkins. Right. I didn't think that. Are in the same yeah. squad, right? So, last time out, it was Wynn Jones, Ken Owens, Tom Francis. Yeah. Adam Beard, Alan Wynn. Oh, I tell you, I've missed Wainwright. Wainwright, Tipperick, and Falato. So God, yeah. And then on the bench, you had Bradley Roberts, Gareth Thomas, Dylan Lewis, Dav Jenkins, and Tommy Raffle. So that's a, that's Bloody a hell, hell of a change. Fire. That's a change yeah. that is. Yeah, but but so, so I, I at, like I like the look of this eight rather yeah. than that previous eight. So you're looking at Wainwright moving from six to eight, and yeah. you're looking at Dav Jenkins being promoted from the bench sure. to start in. Yeah. Um, yeah, like reading for that other one, it feels a bit old and dusty. Actually, it does even even with like Adam Beard. 
Yeah, yeah. Take, take nothing away from Adam Mead, of course, and like so the sort of bits and bobs of the press have been that yep. you know that he's responded really well and he's looking looking good in camp and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like that combination with Alan Wynn with them playing at the Ospreys together yep. at the time. Um, I don't want to say complacent, but I'm going to. Yeah. Do you know what I'm, like you know as a, as a I'm not saying like, like they they had a a ceiling together, mm-hmm. but Alan Wins was a lot higher than, um, Beard. What's his name? Adam Beard. Yeah, I was, I was going to say Seb. Then, like Edward. But, um... yeah, what is what is wrong with you two? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and finally, then uh, in the backs, look, uh, the following players from that France game aren't involved tomorrow. Swiss Reese Webb re- uh, retired. Mm. Nick Tompkins. Good. Joshua Adams. Oh. And Bad. Owen Williams. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this, so Rio Dyer and George North are staying exactly where they were, as is are Thomas they? Williams. Yeah, who was the replacement then against France as well. Right. So yeah, quite uh, quite a quite a big shift there, big paradigm does, shift. Really. Does that does that suggest to you depth, or <sighs> just having a look? Do you know what I, I'm? I'm actually kind of encouraged by the way that some of the older players have made way. And yep. some of them have seemingly been quiet word in the ear. You're not going to make it. Move, move along. Move along. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's I, harsh to say, like yeah, particularly yeah. when it comes to the likes of 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 the boys who've gone, like Tipperick, Alan Wynn, yeah, Webb, Webb, like, Webby, yeah, yeah, like they were nailed on. We said this before, like if you want one last hurrah, and I think that would have been fitting for them. No. Yeah. But in another sense, like Gatland have said before, we 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 well versed in this. Like Pivak, he said Pivak should have retired some of them boys a long time ago. I think so. And from this from the look of this squad now, tomorrow, it's it has echoes for me of a Gatland Yeah. A, a squad of of old. Yeah. Well we'll uh, we'll be back early next week anyway to talk about what we saw. Mm. Um, but it's not the only game on this weekend, Mikey. Uh, Nelson oh, are in action. You had a few words to say about Nelson. Yep, there's a bit of, bit of Nelson news. This could become quite the feature. Uh, first, at, um, at least it alliterates. Yeah, <laughs> it alliterates very well. Um, mm. Just, a, just a short whisper. I, I think I'm going to go back and have another go. Go on. For uh, for sticking your old, you know, boots on for a season. I think. Nice, but, uh, man. Yeah. So that pans out. Anyway, that's enough about me. More about the game. Yeah, um, tomorrow, Nelson in the uh, Keith Callum Memorial Cup against local rivals, Tree Harris. This is an, an annual game where uh, Keith Callum was formerly the president of uh, Nelson. And um, this is a, there's a cup played for. And um, I know both teams are going to be proper fizzed up for it and looking forward to it in the memory of, of, yeah. the, of Keith, the president. And... Um, the boys have been training well. I've I've uh, had the privilege of being uh, going to a few training sessions. Like I said, dusting off the old apps. Does this and, uh, mean you're uh, back in the WhatsApp group now? I was never kicked out of the one, but I was kicked out of the second one. I still haven't been let in for that one yet. Mm, but um, okay. yeah, I'm having a word with the coach quietly and <laughs> making my intentions um, clear. <laughs> uh, what uh, what time's kick off tomorrow then? Half past two at, and... at Nelson RFC. Oh, back uh, close to the game then if you're in, in that neck of the woods. Yep. And... Uh, Get yourself into it. 
if you're bags. if you're about and local and if you are, I'm sure it wouldn't take long take you long to find where Nelson RFC is on a, on an old Google search. Aye. Um, if if you pass the post box, you've gone too far. You need to go up the, up the back lane. <laughs> so I used yeah. to remember it when I was trying to find. <laughs> it was hard on a dark sort of winter. Oh evening. yeah, it was, it's <laughs> not easy unless unless yeah. the floodlights are lighting up. And that was before GPS was widely available. It was, yeah, uh, it's a, it's a bloody marvel i managed to find my way up there but, um, uh, just just last bit say good luck to the boys yes. and um yeah bring it on boys fantastic in addition to that ready for this we've also yeah. got <clears throat> new zealand australia scotland france actually mikey i'm gonna go back to the start one country answers who's gonna win each game ready yeah yeah new zealand australia new zealand scotland france france wales england wales romania usa usa ireland italy Ireland. Argentina, South Africa. Uh, Rumour is South Africa are going to be rolling out their away kit tomorrow. Oh. Which could put the Argentinians off. So I think on that basis alone, I'm going to say South Africa. Chile, Argentina, B. They've got a B side. Yeah. Well, it could be Argentina, A. But it's, it's not the full Argentina anyway. For those of you wondering, Mikey is still there. Oh. On, <laughs> on the, yeah, you a little bit of a jiggery pokery there. Uh, on that basis alone, I think probably yeah, I'm gonna go with Chile. Just take a spoil to the end. Lovely, Uruguay Namibia. Oh, let me just get some fluff on my pockets a minute to sort of uh, <laughs> see what colour it comes up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Uruguay Namibia. I'm going to the home team because I know nothing of the skill sets of both. Who's, who's, who's the home team? Yeah, well, I'll go, I'll go Namibia just for the um, <laughs> just to, just to, to play play with that a bit. Okay, and then in Samoa, it's Samoa Tonga. Uh, Tonga playing the. Uh, I'm going to go Tonga with that one because they've got a Via Fafita and. Um, oh, Lepeti Tamani's playing as well. Cardiff. Yeah, Tamani and. Yeah. Um, go well. Uh, yeah, I think Tonga's going to just pinch that one. Okie dokie, and then in Japan, it's Japan Fiji. Looking forward to that. Like, if I could find a stream for that, I'm going to watch Oh, it. yeah. Uh, I, I think Fiji you got that. Take nothing from Japan. But um, I think Fiji will be a little bit too much from. Excellent. Okay, but uh, you also had some South Wales Jets news. Liam, there's yeah. price of uh, the podcast fame. Yeah. Uh, a little side of, hustle there. Yeah, it's a side hustle with the old uh, South Wales Jets. Uh, I think we've alluded to earlier. This, this is the In, rugby league side yeah because they've got several different sides of different things now right they've uh, they've expanded their horizons a bit i i, I think they've, uh, they've thrown themselves full on full into a uh, rugby league season in Excellent. in wales which um yeah bloody bloody great to see and um with the understanding like we had liam on before talking about the jets and the mental health stuff yeah. and uh it's amazing to see um they played last week a new another newly formed uh, rugby league side called uh, south wales saints okay and um do you want to know the score Hit me. Oh, it was it was something like ninety four one. One? One. <laughs> yeah, ninety four one. No, I I don't know much about rugby league. Can you score one? You can. Wow. Uh drop goal I think is worth one. I'm that, sure drop that goal rings is worth a bell. That rings yeah. a bell, so, actually, yeah. Obviously, we, we're not fully versed on uh, rugby league, of course. And if um, if uh, we do have the privilege of having Liam back on you, I'm sure you can take us through the uh, the Ooh. highlights of what rugby league is. That reminds me. Um, 
we erroneously said in a previous podcast that the pitch at Rodney Parade was full plastic. Mm. Oh, yes. We, we were corrected. It is, we but I need to set the record straight. Uh, and thank you for everybody who let us know. Thanks. It isn't full plastic. It's that hybrid stuff, hybrid-y stuff yeah. that the Principality Stadium has because the footballs play there and yes. they don't allow Quite plastic. Quite correct. Yes. Yeah. So if anyone would like to correct us on rugby league scoring Please systems. Please do. Yeah. Liam, then <laughs> please get in touch and be polite. Yeah. Just, just sort of to go to go back to the news. Um, yeah, so who talk, won? Uh, the Jets, oh, Jets, right? Jets won. Okay, that's that's important. Yeah, that's the important point. Um, and they topped the league in Wales, and um, they are now in the, uh, I want to say, semi-final of the League Cup against Bridgen Blue Bulls, playing out of the Wern in Merthyr tomorrow. Uh, believe kickoff is around two thirty. So if you're a rugby league enthusiast, um, get yourselves up there as well. Um, try and peel yourself away maybe from uh, the other uh, the shackles of union starting in Wales with uh, the Nelson Mr. Triaris Keith Keller Memorial Cup I game. Say, I can't believe they've organised this clash. What's going on? I know, how 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 very dare they? <laughs> I know, exactly. Right. But, uh, yeah. This, this is there's still some good club stuff going on in Wales as well. Hundred um, percent. I have a food and love. I don't know if you do, Mikey. We don't uh, normally ask for them in the uh, in the warm ups or the specials, but I do have one, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get it off my chest. So unless you've got one to go first, go no, you go for it. I'm st- still probably trying to pull one together. Stuart Barnes for oh. saying what he said, and oh, and he's, he's he's good at saying what he says, doesn't he? And riling up, and, well, and giving Domachowski and Aserati all oh, they need. My God, all to this, tear yeah. into that England front row. <laughs> oh, and. Hopefully the English will be feeling the wrath of the Ronda tomorrow, and uh, yeah, that's can, that's the title of the podcast. All day. We can send them back in, send them send them back over off as like yeah, get away, exactly. get get on, boys. Yeah. But yeah, I I much in the same way as Reese Henry sort of humbled. See, we can we can force Reese Henry in any time you want, right? Of course you can. Just like Reese Henry humbled the Leicester scrum, yeah, in the Ospreys Cup game. I really want to see Azarati really. <laughs> Have a proper old go at Genge yeah. and really, yeah. oh, that's he's, for me. He's this decade Samson Lee that just that oh, I quiet, think... unassuming ginger prop <laughs> with, with with a bigger screen on his face. And, yeah. and and so he should have, yeah. You know, and I can't wait to see when he gets over and scores tomorrow. All right, Corey's gonna score in the first half, Kieran's gonna score in the second half, right? And the prop's Bang. gonna bookend the game, right? From there the first go. minute to the last. And the final score will be England 73, Wales 10. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. That's a little bit unfair, I think. But God, I, I, I mean, we better do predictions then. I mean, our he- our hearts are obviously both saying Wales. Yeah, um, of course. Pragmatically, oh, I don't know. These are both teams in transition. Uh, yeah, I feel like a lot's changed for both teams since the Six Nations. England argued that better Six Nations, but I feel like this Wales preparations gone all right by all accounts i yeah. feel my head is saying wales could win i don't know should win uh, wales 23 england 18. yeah whatever the outcome is going to be there's not going to be much in it um not that you want to see a wet fart of a game either like you no. know where like it, it becomes that sort of like you know just tit for tat sort of encounter but you know my head and my aunt are going to say the same thing i've got a a vintage jersey echoing the spirit of 99 there we go um so 
I think they, you will find my answer. I don't want it to be a one-point difference because I don't think, like, you know, we haven't got a Scott Gibbs and a Neil Jenkins there either. Hey, we've really. got a Sam Costello. And we, <laughs> hey, Max. We've, got a, we, we've got a Lee Halfpenny and we've got a Max Fuellen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, yeah, I'll take I'll take that. I'll take that. There we go. But, um, yeah, uh, definitely head is with Wales, heart is with Wales. It always have been, it always will be. And uh, coming on with, go on the boys. Lovely stuff. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We really do appreciate it. Please share with your pals. Tell them you like us if you do. And we'll be back next week to talk about what we saw. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Ta-da.